0: Hey guys and welcome back to the we believe do you paranormal podcast i'm eric and i'm michelle and today we have two very special guests our first guest today well not our first guest they're going to be interviewed at the same time but one of our guests today is michelle
1: and our other guest super special guest is actually eric
0: oh my god personal stories today finally interviewing ourselves so what we're gonna do today guys is uh, some of the stories that we talked about in episode zero we're probably gonna say again maybe go into a little bit more detail than we did then um but yeah we're just gonna go over those and tell some other stories that happened in our house and this ties in a little bit to the the Halloween special because we're that will kind of we gave you the history of our grandfather and now what we think may have happened in our house because of the fact that he was here so should be good should be interesting
1: yeah and, and just so you guys can kind of get a little bit of visual of what our house is like um it's a two-story house um there's one bedroom living room and a bathroom downstairs and then uh come up the stairs and you got another living room uh the kitchen and then you go down this hallway to the left and you have two bedrooms and another bathroom and um Eric and I, as children, shared one of the bedrooms. So some of these stories actually take place in that bedroom. And it's actually the same bedroom that Eric records in right now.
0: Yes, yes, it is.
1: So every time we tell all these spooky stories about things that happened in the house, he gets to sit there and remember everything that happened.
0: (laughs) And that is also why I light a candle. A St. Michael candle, to be specific. Um, But yeah, so uh, I'm also kind of nervous about my wife listening to this story because she not very good fun like she's not very fond of like scary stories and stuff like that. And then to know that, you know, all this stuff happened in the house, especially the house that we currently live in. And then not to mention the room that we have downstairs is now where she uh, works on her nails stuff. So yeah, I just hope she doesn't hear it and freak out or I might just ask her to skip this one altogether. <laughs>
1: That's probably a very good idea.
0: But uh, yeah, so then, like we said, guys, the you heard the history of our grandfather. Uh, so, like, it all started, I guess, my dad. My dad and him obviously had a strained relationship. Uh, I don't really know the reason why he decided to, you know, let him come and stay at the house, but for whatever reason he did uh and he stayed at the I guess he needed a place to stay, right? And he stayed uh in the room that's downstairs. So that was his um his room. And from what my dad says, he was very like kept to himself, really didn't, you know, interact with us a whole lot unless like we went down there to talk to him or play with him. And again, I, I really don't have a lot of memories of him. Like even just him being in the house. Like I maybe have two. Uh, and he was here for, I guess, close to a year, I think is what dad had said last time we spoke yeah. to him, right?
1: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like he was there for an entire year. And I mean, I guess I was kind of young, but I have absolutely no memories of this guy, which I'm fine with. But
0: And, and yeah. the funny thing is I have a really good memory as far as yeah. like from childhood. And like, I remember stuff from when I was like, I think like two or three years old. And a lot of people say, oh, you can't remember stuff from that far back. I was like, well, I mean, I do you know, and I remember, yeah. like, I remember those things vividly. So, and for can, me. you can confirm
1: them, too, that they actually happened. Like, it's not like someone told you the story. You, you're saying it from your perspective, your experiences, and mom can confirm that that's how it actually played out. So.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, for me not to have, um, you know, memories of him is, is kind of weird. I mean, now that I think about it, you know, uh, maybe it's a good thing. Like I said, maybe I blocked it out. Maybe he did something to block it out. Like, some black magic spell or something. I have no idea, <laughs> but whatever it is, I- I'm sure it was for the best. So, yeah, I mean, as far as him, there's not a lot to tell besides his history and the fact that he was there. And, and I guess the only other thing that I really remember from, from being that him being there was, um, that time that I pulled out the Ouija board. Like I remember vividly going down the stairs, opening the door and he wasn't in the room. And uh, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you where he was at the time. Um, But I don't know, for whatever reason, I like look under the bed and I see this box, like a Monopoly box, which is how these things used to be sold in the stores. Like uh, I look under the bed, see this box and I'm like, oh, cool, a toy. Like, you know, I've seen this on TV. So I pull it out and then I like little, I bust out the thing. I put it down. I grab that little magnifying glass triangle thing and I just start moving around the board and the planchette. Sure. The planchette. (laughs) <laughs> and uh I start like moving it around and I'm like spelling my name with it, like I'm asking questions and like answering them myself. So I think, you know, like I'm moving <laughs> I'm moving the planchette to the different answers or writing out the different oh, that must have been older than if I knew how to spell. I, I was had to say, have been. You at
1: least a, you're seven.
0: No, seven well, was that whole vibrating thing. Um and he walked down no, he was still there because like when I was playing with it and I was answering these questions and just or maybe I was just moving it around. Um, he ends up walking in and I remember he him like snatching it out of my hands and like putting it in the box and like tell and like not yelling at me, but kind of like getting after Raising me. voice. Yeah, saying, You shouldn't play with this, this isn't a toy, this and that. And I remember telling him, I was like, But it's on TV, they play with it on TV. Like he goes, No, this isn't something you play with, blah blah blah. And I was like, Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. then he away from me and i just kind of like i walked out i mean i wasn't like sad about it or anything i wasn't even mad about it you know um i just was like okay whatever just not a toy so i walked out you know um
1: yeah well so yeah ouija boards i i have this like whole like back and forth of them i also just like to i have this desire to like push boundaries of things that i probably shouldn't mess with but i want to like i have this desire to mess with a Ouija board and see what happens I was this desire to get a haunted doll and bring it home even though like it's probably all going to be disaster but um you know a lot of the times people talk about Ouija boards and it's like I wonder if the movie The Exorcist is what kind of gave Ouija boards a bad name because it was just a game like you said right like I mean and then The Exorcist came out and that's how she summoned that demon and I wonder if maybe they aren't that big of a deal. Although I've heard some horror stories with, with them, but then other people have like amazing experiences and nothing really happens and they communicate with the dead and that's it. So I don't know. Would it be bad if I tested one out?
0: I mean, I personally wouldn't play with it just because, I mean, I think the other thing too is, is us growing up again, we grew up Catholic. So it's like, I think with the Catholic religion that's kind of, it's like a, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's one of those things. It's like kind of understood that you don't um, mess with it because, you know, again, quote unquote, it's evil. And, and again, maybe it does have something to do with the exorcist because it was a Catholic priest doing the exorcism, exorcism in that movie. So, I mean, maybe there's something to that, but again, I don't know if it's just our culture, the, the religion or what it is, but, I mean, in my head, it also has like a, like a negative connotation, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like it's not something that you play with. And uh, again, I've also heard that you use it, you can use it to communicate with like family members and stuff like that. or just people who have passed on and stuff, but there is that possibility that you could open up, you know, something like a portal or whatever to something more sinister, more evil. And that's, I don't know, that's just something that I'm not willing to mess with and find out.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now I get that. I, on the other hand, kind of want to mess with it and find out.
0: Yeah, I know. (laughs) So then I guess after he left, um, you know, for personal reasons, you know, that I, you know, we can't really talk about here on the podcast, um, but he ended up leaving. uh, And then I guess the next experience would be yours, Michelle, with the, I think you also mentioned this in, in, in episode zero.
1: Yeah. So I told the doll story in episode zero, um, just because that was like my earliest paranormal experience that I can remember. Um, I would be lying if I said, I didn't try and like imagine that it was just a dream. I'm like, surely I was just dreaming. Surely I was just dreaming. But I mean, I guess as I've gotten older, like I I could lie to myself and say it was a dream, but just, I don't know, as a kid, like, Deep down inside, I know it wasn't a dream, um, but basically, basically what happened was uh, I was looking for this Barbie doll that I had, and uh, we had this like black schnauzer at the time, and I guess she had gotten a hold of the doll um, and kind of chewed it up, and so I was walking downstairs, and it was, I swear it was like something right out of a movie because we, we have the the light that's right at the end of the stairs. Like, right next to the garage door, Eric, if you remember? Oh, yeah. 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 So, that light was on and it was, like, every all the other lights were off. So, it was just, like, a spotlight on the doll. And at this time, I already had a fear of dolls. So, um, when I walked down the stairs, I was, like, okay, there it is. But I noticed that the head was, like, chewed. Like, Julie had gotten to it and, like, chewed, chewed the head. Not off, but it was just all disfigured and whatnot. Mangled. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it didn't look very pretty anymore. Um, so I bent down, I grabbed it. I was like super bummed and I just hear this like female, I like, I can't, I can't, I don't want to say it was like a, a little girl's voice. It definitely didn't sound like a little girl, like maybe a woman, like an older woman or something. Um, and I just heard help me. And I thought, like, as a child, like, my child brain was like, oh, the doll just spoke. Like, the doll is hurt because her head is chewed off. She just spoke. She's asking for help. This doll is alive. So I freaked the fuck out. (laughs) And I run upstairs. Um, And Albita is one of our cousins. Like, she was, I don't know, spending the night. was just hanging out with us. And both you and her were in the the bedroom um, playing, like, Nintendo 64 or some shit. And... I, like, busted through the door. I was like, why did you guys do that? You scared me. Like, I was positive that it was you guys. Like, surely you guys were the ones who were trying to freak me out. But you guys had absolutely no idea what I was talking about. And, you know, like I mentioned in episode zero, I ran up those stairs so fast. Like, there is absolutely no way that you guys could have gone into the bedroom, closed the door, sat down and started playing video games, like, without me catching or noticing any of that. So... I don't know. I'd call it like a disembodied voice um, that I thought came from the doll, but obviously dolls don't talk. And, um, so when we were kids, like obviously our parents worked full time um, and we had uh, a nanny essentially.
0: Yeah, like a live-in nanny, but yeah. she would also like clean the house and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, so she um, she would take care of us. And I distinctly remember her telling us stories that she would hear stuff at night. Specifically, like I remember her telling us that she would hear whistling downstairs. I don't know if you remember that, Eric, or if maybe she told you something differently. I thought
0: it was something like singing, but maybe it was whistling.
1: I mean, you have better memory than I do. But yeah, I I, I guess in my brain I have that it was whistling. But I guess, yeah, some sort of like musical melody, something that was going on that obviously should not have been going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... Just kind of validates like it wasn't us just having experiences and and the other thing is like she that was because she was a live in nanny like that's where she slept she slept in that room or stayed in that room with her daughter um, that our grandfather stayed in.
0: Again, like my sister said, it, it does kind of you know it's not just us having those experiences and it was it was her and I think even another live in nanny that we ended up having a little bit after her also heard things and would tell us and we were just like ugh. It was, you know, not fun. Um, but at the time that she was living there, Garmin, um, was the it was the time that I ended up having that experience where I was sitting on the sofa. And uh, I mean, it was a recliner and we had this big old like entertainment center and I was watching TV and I'm sitting there watching. It was it must have been during the summer because it was during the day when this happened. My parents weren't home. I don't know where you were at. I don't know if you were in the room or if you were somewhere else or what, but I just remember being on the sofa and then all of a sudden, like I just felt like my vision started getting very not, it wasn't blurry. Like it literally felt like somebody was grabbing my head and just kind of shaking it. Like, oh, and, and the, like my, my vision just got very blurry. And then all of a sudden, like I felt like the whole sofa was vibrating and then I just hear something like a dog growling like a big it sounded like a big dog and um i was just like uh like what was that and i turned around and it like where i heard it was kind of like the hallway the little hallway that's there where the two rooms are upstairs
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so i end up hearing that and as soon as i turned like to try and see where this dog is at or what it is that i'm hearing everything just stops like the vibrating everything. And I'm just like, what the crap was that? And then I think we had dogs outside like big dogs. It might've been like Wendy and stuff. Mm -hmm. So then I run downstairs and I ask uh, Godman for whatever reason, I was like, Hey, did you let the dog in? And she was like, no, why would I let the dog in? And I was like, I don't know. I I heard a dog growling upstairs and she was just like, no, I, no, are you sure you heard that? And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard that. And then I just went back to the sofa and I was just kind of like, all right. So then I sat back down and I kept watching TV and, you know, really didn't think anything of it. Like, you know, I mean, I know it freaked me out, but it just
1: yeah.
0: wasn't something I really dwelled on, you know, at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know you, you said this before and I had told you not to say it, but I mean, <laughs> I guess we had we have to say it. I, you know, just based off of on um, based off of a lot of things that I've heard and stuff like that, you know, um, it does sound kind of demonic, demonic, you know,
1: Yeah. which well, also
0: will tie, will t- it will tie in later on to some other stuff we're going to talk about. So I don't know if it's been there since then, or if it was something that came about later, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And, and I, um, you know, after the, re- the release of episode zero, um, one of my best friends, like, growing up, uh, Jackie, you know, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had actually mentioned, like, that she always felt kind of weird in the house. Like, she couldn't, like, put her finger on it, but there was, like, this feeling. Um, and But, like, I was telling her, like, I, I, I definitely think that there is some not-so-great things, but I also feel like there was some good things, like, whether they're protecting us or just kind of malevolent. No, malevolent is
0: bad. Mm, bad, yeah. Benevolent. Benevolent.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like there is some
0: benevolent.
1: <laughs> I feel like there is some <laughs> benevolent. Uh, benevolent things in the the house too. Um whether that was, you know, family, like grandma or um our own guardian angels or what, but, uh, I don't think it was all bad.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, I just got a lot of the bad later on. And well, actually speaking of like talking, it being good. One of the experiences that I, I did end up having another one that was actually kind of good was we ended up, we had these two poodles, a white poodle and a black poodle, uh, named uh, Romeo Tif- and Juliet. Well, oh. Juliet was her second name, but her oh. mom ended up give like mom ended up naming her Tiffany. So it was like oh, Tiffany that's right, and that's right. yeah, Tiffany and Romeo. Uh, we ended up having these these puppies, um, and it was at the same time that we also had Wendy, which was our German Shepherd that we like lived for like ever. Yeah. Um, and these these puppies ended up getting parvo. Back then, we had answering machines, so basically, like you know somebody called you weren't home. It's like you're you know, on your cell phone. They leave a message on this tape recorder and then, you know, you just play it back later. So I ended up seeing that we had some messages. So I started listening to the messages. And then one of the messages was that, um, you know, Romeo hadn't made it, you know, so he ended up passing away and I obviously he was my puppy and, and I got very upset and I started crying and was very sad. And I was starting to look for this uh, teddy bear that I had, um, and I couldn't find it. And I was just devastated because, you know, I wanted to hold this thing and, you know, I couldn't because I couldn't find it. And I remember going to sleep that night, you know, very upset. And I usually don't sleep on my back. I sleep on my side or on our face down um, or on my stomach rather. And I remember waking up at, I think it was like six in the morning. Cause I was in middle school already or maybe a little bit earlier, but, on my own without anybody waking me up and I was sleep. I was laying on my bed face up with my arms crossed and the teddy bear underneath my hands. What and, the fuck? Yeah. And, and I don't remember getting up in the middle of the night and picking this teddy bear up or anything. Uh, I woke up and I told my, I, think, I don't remember if, it, if I told my mom or my dad, I think it was my dad. Thank you. You know, for finding the teddy bear for me. He was like, what are you talking about? And I said, yeah, like the teddy bear that I was looking for last night, you put it in my in my arms. And he goes, no, I, I didn't look for the teddy bear. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe it was mom. So then I told my mom and my mom I was like, no, I didn't, you know, I didn't put anything in your arms last night. So that was something else that always kind of like stuck in my head because I was just like, where did that come from? How did that happen? Like it, it, again, I don't, I didn't do it, but apparently my parents didn't do it. And I mean, I don't think Michelle did it either and all of a sudden i just woke up and this thing was in my arms it was it was very weird but it was at the same time it creeped me out but at the same it was very kind of comforting. comforting yeah because i'd been looking for that teddy bear and i was so like distraught with the fact that the puppy had died and you know it was just something that made me feel good you know
1: yeah and so that's actually like a perfect segue into like maybe there was something good or watching over us, um, not only for your teddy bear, but like an experience that I had in the bedroom, um, was, uh, kind of just like waking up like super groggy. I have absolutely no idea what time it was, but I woke up because it felt like somebody was sitting at the, like the foot of my bed. And I remember waking up and like looking and I could see like the indent of like somebody sitting there and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't I didn't see anything like there was I didn't see any sort of apparition or anything but I I just remember feeling like the the mattress kind of like go down on the on the corner at the end of the bed and then seeing like an indent like I said something maybe was or someone was watching over us at night and found your teddy bear and was hanging out at the edge of my bed
0: yeah but, I mean it's possible it's just um I don't know what that I mean have maybe an idea, but I, I, you know, I'm not really sure. I, you know, it's just it, it obviously I feel it was something good. I don't think it was anything. I mean, obviously not evil, right? Because why would yeah. something evil do that? You know,
1: you know, another thing that happened in that bedroom, and also like happened in the middle of the night. Um, I had this big stuffed animal. It was like a Labrador, kind of you know yellow dog, super like raggedy. Uh, kind of thing and I would sleep with it every night and there was one night I woke up and it was like hanging off the bed like I had the 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 top part of it I guess and then the other part was like hanging off so I reached to pull it back up into me and like when I pulled something pulled back um and I don't know if it was like under the bed or on the side of the bed or what but I just remember like pulling and something pulled it back and i was like you know what you can have it and i just like threw the dog like pushed the dog to the to the edge of the bed and let it fall over and like rolled over as far as i could to the opposite side of the bed and was like no i'm done like i don't know what that was it cre- that that time it did creep me out just because well that wasn't supposed to happen um, yeah you know what i mean like i think i think that's what was unsettling is like that wasn't supposed to happen and in my mind it was something under the bed, like a monster under the bed. Um, and so, yeah, I, like I said, I just kind of threw it. I let it go. And it was like, fuck that. I, I don't want to deal with that and rolled over and fell asleep.
0: But and you were able to go to sleep after that? Like, I was, I...
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Somehow I managed to, I think I was more tired than I cared about that, that, uh, whatever that was. I don't know. That was weird.
0: It's just crazy because that that's like what the second thing already that that's happened in this room is, and then, and then another experience that I had in this room was when I was, uh, I was laying down as I was asleep, you know, it was, you know, we're asleep, whatever. And then all of a sudden, um, I remember waking up and the door was open cause we used to sleep with the door open. And, um, because for whatever reason, we felt safer with a door open than we did with a door closed.
1: I cannot yeah. sleep with a fucking door even cracked open. Like that's Carlos's nightly routine. Like check the closet door, check the bathroom door, check the like bed, like main bedroom door. Everything has to be fully shut or else I cannot go to sleep.
0: Oh, it's because it's his routine because you make it his routine.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, because I'm usually yeah. in bed first, and I'm like, check all the doors. If there's, like, a crack, I, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm going to have to get up and close the door because yeah. something is going to, like, reach its hands or fingers, like, on the other side and open it up, and I just don't need a closet door swinging open.
0: But, yeah, so we, we slept with the door open, and um, I remember just – I wait I woke up, and when I woke up in the doorway, I saw this, like – figure it may it was like it looked like a woman or like it was a small but like kind of petite figure um but it was glowing and it wasn't glowing like white or anything or black or it wasn't a shadow figure no it was like rainbows like just like a like rainbow light just multiple colors inside of the i think you told me it was like uh, Uriel or something like that and, and I remember – I mean, obviously, as a kid, you see something like that and, and you get scared. You're like, what yeah. the shit, you know? So then <laughs> I remember trying to scream for my dad. But, like, at this point, I was already kind of, like, half – like, it's not like sleep paralysis where, you're like, you're stuck in bed type of thing, you know? Like, I was already, like, half, like, sat up. Like, I was on my elbow type of thing. And oh, yeah. I was trying to, like, scream, but I couldn't. But I guess from the fear or, like, you know how when sometimes when you're, you're Paralyzed in a your dream – yeah and you're like you can't speak you can't you know so i'm trying to yell for dad and or mom you know and um i just can't and i'm like trying and trying and finally like i started to kind of squeak out a voice and then i finally start to yell mom dad mom like just come please you know and they ended up like i just remember dad like i just hear boom like when his feet like hit the ground and he just Uh starts running and uh mom like was obviously right behind him and like as soon as they so like I still saw the figure right and it Uh didn't go away until dad passed through it oh wow so like he passes through it and it just goes away it disappears Hmm. and I mean I mean I tried telling them like what I saw and and you know, mom and dad would, t- would tell me like, it's, it's just a dream. You were having a nightmare type of thing. And I'm like, but I saw it, but I saw it and this and that. And they're like, well, just, just go back to sleep. You're okay. You know, you're okay now. There's nothing there, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and then after that, like, I, I just ended up dozing off. I I want to say they stayed with me until I went back to sleep. But, and again, it was, it was after the teddy bear incident and the, after the stuffed animal incident. So it was like, I was already in middle school, I think at this point, so, um, that was another experience that, again, I'm not really sure. I don't think it was evil because I mean, all the, all the colors, they looked really bright yeah. and, and nice and stuff like that. So I know we've talked about it before and we've talked about it possibly being, you know, some sort of guardian angel or something like that, that was there, uh, maybe protecting us from something that was evil, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and I, but I don't remember ever seeing anything like that in the house after, you know, after that incident. And again, like just because of everything that's happened in this house and stuff like that, I know it's, you know, I don't like it. There's, there's good and evil, and 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 uh, you know, and sometimes we invited those things, or at least I did, invited those things, and yeah. <laughs> unknowingly, unknowingly invited them, in, you know, because. I don't know. I guess Michelle was getting into ghost stuff and then like the shows Ghost Hunters and Par- uh, Pen- uh, Paranormal, State. Paranormal State were coming out and it was becoming kind of more popular and stuff. So people were like, we're starting to like really get into, you know, those shows and stuff. And, and um, I remember I really liked those shows and, and so did Michelle. And so like I, I asked my dad one day, I was like, Hey dad, do you have a, a tape recorder? And he was like, yeah, you know, I have this old tape recorder that I used to use, blah, 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 but I don't use it anymore. And he was like, here's some blank tapes. So then I ended up going to, um, I think I I told this on Max's episode, but I ended up going to the university and the, um, to the dorms. And the dorms were previously a, an old hotel. And you know, people obviously had experiences in that hotel. It was a very old hotel before it became, a, you know, the dorms. And so I told him, hey, dude, you want to do some EVP stuff? And he was like, yeah, dude, I'm down, whatever. Blah. So we ended up, like, walking out and walking around the outside of the of the dorms, really didn't catch anything in there. And then he goes, we saved, like, the last room, or this, like, storage room on the second floor for last because that was where, you know, people heard a lot of stuff happening. And I remember he ends up going, right? And he ends up, or we end up going and sitting on the stairs there. And his brother went to make sure that nobody was coming down our way. And then all of a sudden, like we're there recording and, and stuff like that. And then, um, I mean, obviously we didn't hear anything in real time. So then we went back to the room and we start listening to the recording. And, you know, I couldn't really hear anything, you know, um, but then sometimes it's just like, for whatever reason, like being inside is a lot louder than being like out in the dead silence. You know what I mean? So I was just like, I ah, whatever. We didn't get anything. So we went to sleep. I went back home the next day. Um, And I was like, man, let me listen to this again. So then I started listening to the the recording again. And then all of a sudden in that one spot where we were up in the in that storage room we started hearing or like I very, very faintly heard something. So I was like, Holy shit. Did I just hear that? So I was like, I go outside. I run outside because I guess the AC was running. So it was kind of a little bit loud. And then I go outside and for whatever reason, outside was just like, just like no sound at all. Like barely like a faint chirp in the background of a bird. So I'm listening to this thing again. And I hear it clear as day. Like I did it for the money. And I was like, I didn't understand what it meant or anything like that, but I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, that's definitely was not, you know,
1: hurt. Nobody said that. Yeah. When recorded.
0: Yeah. So after that experience, I was like, Holy crap, this is kind of cool. So then we kept, you know, I started doing it uh, more often and we started using a digital recorder that my dad bought. Cause I told him I had got the CVP and we talked to a buddy of ours and, you know, he was a border patrol agent and, you know, he was like, wanting to do evp stuff like that too or actually no i think he had done before but he said that he had never gotten anything so then we started going out with him and uh i remember one time he took us to the golf course uh we got onto the golf course and because the golf course the uh is over by the university and the university, all that area used to be like a battleground Mm-hmm. So we ended up going to that area, and we were sitting there in a circle. And we started like recording. And I don't remember if this was like on the second or third time that we went out there, but I remember we were sitting in a circle or as much of a circle as three people can make. And um, he ends up that w- going. That
1: would be a triangle,
0: right? Uh, <laughs> a triangle. So uh, we were sitting in a triangle, and um, I remember we put the recorder down, and anytime we heard something in the background, we we just say, you know, there's dog barking in the background, or you know, there's a truck passing this and that, blah, blah, blah whatever. So then all of a sudden, uh, he asks, and everybody was like, we would ask a question and then stay quiet for like five seconds. And then I remember he ends up asking, and I, and I, at this point, I had closed my eyes because I was trying to concentrate, focus, and just almost like, like if I was meditating. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I hear him, or he asks, uh, is it difficult for you to record on these digital recorders? And then all of a sudden, I swear to God, I felt like somebody whispered in my ear and they just went, <laughs> yeah and they went
1: yes oh i don't like that
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i hear that and i like my eyes immediately snap open because i thought well one of these motherfuckers like whispered in yeah my, you know well my dad i don't mean to call him a motherfucker but my dad <laughs> and, and and our buddy right and um but no both of them were, were i mean we all had our legs crossed and everything so it's not like we could have like gotten up real fast and whispered in each other's yeah. ears and but then, like when we played back the re- recording, uh, there was nothing on it. So I was like, "Well, how is it possible that I heard it in my mm-hmm. ear, but I, you know, didn't hear it in the recording?" And then later on, like we were gonna, we were supposed to like go record with him. I think you went with us this time, but
1: yeah, I remember that.
0: Um, but then he, he was like, "I think he ended up having to pick up an extra shift," and he was like, "But I, there's something I, I want to show you guys." And then, so we go over there. Right. And then he was like, check, check this out, check this out. And then he plays on a recording and then uh, he asked the exact same question. And then on that recording, I hear, yes, like the exact same way I heard it. And I told him, dude, that's the, I heard that the day that we recorded that and stuff like that. And he was like, what do you mean? And he goes, yeah, dude, the day we recorded that audio, um, I heard that in my ear, like somebody said that in my ear. And then he goes, because I hadn't told him that night that I heard that. I just, I experienced it. You know what I mean? And then, uh, so I started like freaking out and telling him, he's like, but dude, I recorded this by myself. He was like, I was in, uh, I was in my truck and uh, you know, I turned all the, the stuff off and I started asking questions and I heard this and I heard like clear as day or like, you know, I, re- I got that on the recording and I was like, so that wasn't the day that we went to the, the golf course. And he's like, no man, I was by myself. So it was like the exact same question, the exact same answer. But yeah, but I heard it like maybe a week before, or a few days before he got it on his recording. And so we had done less, like I said, multiple times. Uh, I had tried other, other times and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden at the house, we started getting like, well, at least I used to, at this point, I think I used to sleep in the,
1: on the couch, in the, on
0: the couch in, the, in the living room because I think Michelle – like, you know, I was in high school, I think by this, or no, I was in college. You had right?
1: graduated. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, was I was in high school and I took over the room.
0: Yeah. So she was in the room and and I was in, in, uh, at the university already. And, um, we started having a lot of experiences. Like, uh, we had a dog at the time, a little Chihuahua, his name was Zach. And, um, he started, it, it started to where like, I would be asleep on the sofa and then all of a sudden he would just be barking nonstop all the time. And then there's just this one night where I was like, "Dude, shut up." And then I could see him barking and he starts like he gets up on the the sofa and there's like the way the sofa is, which was in the uh it, it's like up against this railing and it looks down the stairs. So he's like looking downstairs to the like the downstairs area and he's barking, just barking and barking and barking and he will not stop and then usually like he would sleep under the, the, the blanket or whatever that I used and being like under the blankets with me and stuff like that. And he just, I kept putting him under the blanket. He kept getting out, putting him under the blanket. He kept getting out and just barking nonstop. And then I like laid, um, you know, face up because I was like, dude, this guy won't shut up. And all of a sudden, like he stood on my chest, like if he was protecting me and he was barking into the kitchen, I was like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, Okay, like I can handle him barking downstairs, but like now he's right behind
1: you. Yeah, he's barking. at something.
0: Yeah, basically, he's barking at something right behind me. And I didn't even want to turn around and look. I didn't want to like, look at his head to see if he was barking straight ahead, or if he was barking kind of like in an upward direction. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, man, I wish this would be over. And then I just kind of like, pushed him off of me. And I got up and I went to, to the room that mom like mom's room. And, uh, I kind of just like sat down in the foot of her bed and, uh, I think it was already like maybe five or like four or five in the morning. It was like super, like, I guess, technically early. early morning? Late? yeah, like, we were, we were going to have to get up in about an hour or so. So I, I literally just sat down on the bed and I, I laid back and, you know, she goes, why won't he stop barking? I said, I don't know. He's barking downstairs. He's barking in the kitchen. He stood on my chair. Like I explained the whole story yeah. to her. And then she was like, it's because you're, it's because of what you're doing. She's like, you, you, uh, whatever you're doing is causing this stuff to happen. And like, granted, like my mom really didn't know, like that, how true what she she was saying was, you know, she just said it because I guess it was the only logical thing in her mind that could have been, you know, what was happening, you know? So yeah. I mean, and again, like I know I later on, I have read a book and stuff like that. And it talked about that, how like you become a beacon for these things. And I know we mentioned Mm -hmm. it in episode zero as well, that when you start trying to communicate like these, these people or these spirits or whatever it is, they start to kind of see like, oh, you're you're like opening yourself up and you almost become like a, a lighthouse or a beacon for these, um, these spirits to come and. Like it's, they, they want to, you know, get a message out. So they see, Oh, this person's trying to talk to us. Let's go talk to this person. So they show up and, and, you know, uh, like I said, my mom didn't even know that she was, you know, a hundred (laughs) percent correct. You know what I mean? So it was, um, after that, I kind of stopped that because I was just like, well, no, I don't want to have these experiences anymore. And, you know, eventually the dog kind of settled down after that, but it was definitely something that was, um, an interesting experience to say the least.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know? And I mean, like, I guess like one of the last things or the last experiences that I had, um, again in that room and this was in high school. So yeah, you're already in college. Um, and like I said, I had kind of taken over that room. Um, I, I had like a loft bed. So it was like the bed was on top and right below that it was like a desk. um, And you know me, my bedroom was like always a mess, like always, like no matter what, like just a mess. So I think I'm pretty sure I was like looking for my house keys and I'm like looking everywhere, like, like picking up clothes, picking up paper, like whatever was on the floor, like trying to find these keys. I spent like a solid like 20 minutes just looking for these keys and uh, couldn't find anything. And I had finally given up and was just kind of standing in the middle of the, the bedroom like, I, I I, don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have my keys. I have no idea where they're at. And and then all of a sudden, they just fell from my bed and landed in front, like right at my feet. But And, and I don't even want to say like they fell because they, they didn't fall. It was literally like somebody tossed them and they, they did like a...
0: The arch, uh,
1: yeah, like a, like a, yeah, like it, like an, yeah, like it, like arcs, like up, and then it came down and landed right at my feet, like somebody had tossed them from the top of my bed. Uh, I, I didn't lean on the bed, I didn't like tap it, I didn't touch it. I was literally standing in the middle of the bedroom, like, okay, where the hell are these keys? And then something, someone just tossed them and they landed at my feet. And I remember like, Oh, cool. Sweet. There they are. And I just like, I picked them up and I walked out of the bedroom. Like, cool. I got my keys. And then it took me like a solid 10 seconds to process. Like what had just happened. I was like, wait, that shouldn't have happened. Like I didn't like, what was that? And the, and then I was freaked out, but like, because that shouldn't have happened, but it wasn't like, it didn't feel evil or anything. It was, it was a helpful ghost, I guess um but it was, it was same, just
0: it was the same ghost that put the teddy bear on my uh chest
1: that's that's what i'm saying like i think that there's like there is good things in there like I, I definitely do think there is some like creepy stuff but i think you know we also had some good spirits there that were looking out for us because yeah like experiences like that like i mean they're helpful it wasn't scary it was scary because it shouldn't have happened but it wasn't like it didn't feel bad
0: right yeah and then after that, I mean, what was that, like 11th grade, 10th grade? somewhere, Probably,
1: something like that, yeah. And yeah,
0: then 10th, after 11th. that, graduated high school, and then you took off to Austin.
1: Yeah, and didn't really have any experience. Well, I didn't have any experiences at the house, but because I wasn't there.
0: Yeah, so. and then well so then after she left i was like cool she's not here anymore my turn to have the room and and i mean i like you guys are asking i know michelle said at the very beginning she was like okay well we have two rooms upstairs and we have one room downstairs like why didn't you just go sleep in the room downstairs and the answer to that is fuck that i have never liked that room i well, i never liked that room as a kid nothing like Anytime that I had to turn off the lights to go upstairs, downstairs, like I literally like typical kid, you know, like flick the light off and like <laughs> and
1: just run, run just because I had yeah. a fear
0: like something was going to grab my leg and pull me down or some crazy shit like that. Um, so that's why I slept on the sofa, because there was no way in hell that I was going to, you know, sleep in that room, sleep in that room or make that room mine. Uh. Because my mom told me, why don't you just go sleep in that room? And I was like, well, because no, that's why.
1: I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, I, I don't blame you. I, like, I feel bad now as an adult. Like, I took over the room and stuff, but I, uh, I, literally, I don't blame I, you.
0: Yeah, I literally slept in the sofa for like almost eight years, I think. No, it was all through high school and,
1: and high school. That's right.
0: But at that time, I 100% preferred to sleep on a sofa. Because I just didn't want to be in that room down there, so finally she michelle ends up uh going away to college, and so like I took over that room and then you know had some experiences like this one time that I think I had gone to watch a movie with my with an ex person that I used to you know ex an ex whatever. <laughs> Anyway, so I ended up coming back home. It was like one, or two in the morning, or something like that. And then, like, I turn on the TV, and I and I was watching the movie. And then, like I mentioned in that episode, um, turn on like I turned on the TV <laughs> that ends up being like the preview that comes out. And as soon as that preview comes out, it's like,
1: what was the preview
0: of Paranormal Activity three? Oh. I think, okay. or or something like that. it was one of the Paranormal Activity movies. Okay, yeah, no, it was the Paranormal Activity. And all of a sudden, like as soon as the commercial, that preview comes on, all the power in the house goes out. Like the the whole yeah. house went dark and I was like, holy shit. And I, I stood there for a couple seconds and then I started hauling ass to like the door because I was like, fuck this. And as soon as, because I was, because in my head I was like, shit, let me go check to see if the power's out in the rest of the neighborhood. Uh and why would somebody think that like why wouldn't somebody just assume that the power went out in the entire neighborhood you know yeah. for whatever reason i guess because of what was on tv like i just freaked out, i just freaked out and i started like running to the door and i go and i as soon as i put my fingertips on the door on the doorknob to start turning it the power just comes back on so by the time i opened the door like the power was on outside so i don't know if it was like just in my house or if it was the whole neighborhood or what the hell happened. And then, so I was just like, I open the door and the power comes back on. I was like, holy crap. So then I kind of closed the door again and, and I, and I go back inside and I'm trying to remember mom wasn't here. So I think by this point she had already moved to Austin with like, well, not with you, but like moved to Austin. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and to be honest, like I feel like that's when a lot of my negative experiences started happening in the and house alone. Yeah. When I was alone. Um, cause like I would have nightmares and the nightmares would be like me getting dragged out of bed. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Something like trying to pull me um, under the bed. It was uh, the
1: thing that yanked on my stuffed animal.
0: And that's why I was going to that. Like, Oh, well, I, I didn't want to say it. Cause I didn't want to like start like, cause Jump I had ahead. already done it. Yeah. I remember every time that I had these nightmares, I would have to pray the Our Father. Sometimes I couldn't get through the prayer, uh, and I would have to start it again multiple times. And then finally, when I would get more than halfway through or close to the end, like I would kind of snap out of the dream. And then at this point, Michelle had already kind of gotten, like, I guess, kind of like spiritual, You guess you could say, yeah. or like into yeah. like mediumship. I, and yeah, and-
1: I, I, I had been, um, yeah, exploring my spirituality, I guess, and had done a few workshops trying to work on some skills, I guess you could say, uh, and learned a few things about protection and and uh, banishing evil things. <laughs> hmm.
0: Yeah, and um, well, I remember, you know, she had actually started talking to me about all this stuff and, and that's kind of where like I kind of started, you know learning about the angels and stuff like that and how like the Catholic Bible only has certain angels. And then there's other, you know, religious texts or religious books that have other angels And in, in totality. There's like more angels than are in any of the, you know, books and stuff like that. Um, Cause it's like they pick and choose which angels they want to represent them. And then the other angels, you know, they don't even mention them or, you know, uh so she started sh- like talking to me about that and and i really liked that and we started you know i started looking into that as well and so i ended up talking to her and i told her hey you know what can you like or she, she i knew she was starting to do that and actually i think she offered she was like do you want me yes. to cleanse the house and i was like yeah dude i'm willing to try anything like because it's just it was horrible and the thing is too at the, like the whole downstairs was just full of like stuff because yeah. there was at one point the house got remodeled and they just brought everything back and they put it all in that uh that
1: downstairs living room, living room
0: area yeah and it just never got cleared out so all of that stuff was there you know um and so i ended up calling you know calling michelle and, to, and she offered to do that and i was like yeah dude like i'm willing to try anything because at this point like like it's it's horrible like these nightmares like I'm dealing with them and I you know but it's not something that, you know it's honestly like it's terrifying it's some of the most terrifying dreams that I've ever had like like imagine like just like you laying in bed and then you're you're being pulled to the edge of your bed and the thing is it didn't feel like a dream it felt real it felt I felt like I was experiencing it for real and that and then some and then sometimes it would even happen which was even more terrifying where like i would be in the dream and then i would say my prayer wake up from the dream but i was still dreaming and then more shit would start happening and then i would finally wake up and so like when she offered i was just like yes please do it because i I, i'm done with this like i seriously cannot deal with this shit anymore
1: yeah so i I, and i was like okay i I gotta do this because i mean i I grew up obviously in that house too. So I know how terrifying it kind of was. And just like that, like it had, especially the downstairs had like this bad vibe to it. Um, and I, uh, went to my local crystal shop and got, um, some black tourmaline and some selenite to put on the four corners of the house. Um, bought some sage. And then, um, I mean, we, we kind of just went around the house, uh, and cleared all the rooms, uh, opened up the windows and the doors, and just started doing a clearing, uh, saying some prayers.
0: Yeah. So then, after that, we, we you know burned the sage, saved the ashes, buried the ashes as well outside, buried the four you know gems stones in the corner, in each corner of the house. Got up to the upstairs, and she was like, "Okay, now we're just gonna pray." And then I was like, "Okay." So then we start praying. And again, sitting in a triangle because it was only three of us. It was you, (laughs) mom, and myself.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, we're sitting there. We start praying. And then I remember you telling me, okay, we're going to pray, but I also need you to imagine uh, Michael, Azrael, and Azrael uh, going through the house Uh into every room, like clearing out the house. Yeah. So we start doing that and we're praying and... I just feel this heaviness. It's exactly what it was. It's like as I was clearing, imagining these angels clearing these rooms. And I'm getting emotional right now just talking about it because.
1: It was scary. It was a lot. It was a lot.
0: I remember that day, like. Like, I I didn't know what to expect when we started um, doing this. And, uh, you know, we're sitting here and we're doing this. and And I'm picturing these angels, like, clearing these rooms out. And like she said, like, I can physically feel myself just getting smaller and smaller and, like, just getting weighed down more and more. And, like, the weight is, is just getting heading getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And, like, I'm sitting up, like, trying to correct my posture. And then all of a sudden, just again, just getting weighed down more and more and more and more. And all of a sudden, I just burst into tears. Like, I I got to, like... I finished like imagining these angels clearing out the house, but I like still felt that heaviness or maybe, I don't know if I got to finish. No, you
1: couldn't. I remember like you tried to get to the, that bedroom, that fucking bedroom downstairs. And like, I can't, you're like, I can't envision it. Like I can't see it. I can't see them clearing that room. Like you were stuck on that room.
0: Yeah. And, 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 and like, so she saw me like just, and I told her, I was like, I can't, I feel heavy. Like I can't sit up. And I started crying and I just started bawling. And then I started to try and like compose myself. And then she started praying over me, like just literally stood up off of her chair and like put her hands on me and started praying. And I just started bawling again. Like I just, just crying emotionally, like just, there was no reason for me to be crying like that. Like Nothing
1: happened. Yeah. Nothing, no. nothing had happened. We were just praying and you just yeah yeah just burst into tears it was it was a lot
0: and then my mom started crying too because she was like what the fuck you know like what's going on you know and uh finally finally we were able to clear i was able to clear the rest of the house with you know in my like again with that imagery of the of the angels and she prayed over me and then it was gone it was like it lifted off of me i didn't feel heavy anymore and i mean i'm so glad that we did that that day because ever since that day I have not had a single bad experience in this house. Like I don't, I no longer, am. I'm no longer afraid of, uh, you know, going down into that room. Uh, I can turn off the light of that room and walk out of the room and like not be terrified of, you know, I mean, sometimes I'll feel something, but it's not like,
1: it's not like before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes it's just, like, I think the memory of yeah. what I used to feel that, that kind of triggers that and not so much that there's anything there. You know what I mean? And that was, like, the turning point, I think, is after we did that, the whole house felt a lot better. And, and again, like, I haven't had those experiences in the house anymore. And, you know, I'm really grateful for you for doing that for me because, I don't know, maybe I did have something attached to me personally. And I just, you know, I don't know, you know? I-
1: yeah, I mean I, I that what when I went to go do that, yeah, my intention was it's it's the house. But especially you being there by yourself, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if something was trying to be oppressive, you know, yeah. and that's why you felt so heavy and, and you were having those really crappy dreams and that's why you got so emotional too. Like I I, I wasn't expecting that. I yeah, I, I I fully just intended on clearing the house and that was it. But um I'm I'm really glad that I was able to to do that. I'll be totally honest, when it was happening, I was like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm qualified for this. Like I don't think I can yeah. do this. Like I was like, this wasn't supposed to happen. I was just gonna like yeah. clear the house. But um yeah, I, I could I could feel that fear too, I guess of, of all of all three of us, honestly. It was like it was very palpable Um, but I'm glad we were able to to kind of get rid of that and move through that for sure
0: yeah so I mean I I really think that the angels did also guide you through that you know whole process because like you said like you know I remember you telling me I wasn't expecting all this to happen like I don't know if I if I can do this and then you just did it and it happened and like i said whatever you did you know whatever we did that day mostly you uh it worked and 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 i i felt so much better here now than ever i ever have honestly
1: yeah and I, I mean um, even the times that i've gone back and visited like yeah it feels good like i don't look downstairs like something's going to pop out or like yeah it, it's not scary like like it used to be anymore
0: very intense guys this i mean we figured, you know, since we we talked to you about our grandpa's history, we had seen some of these stories before that we would, you know, go ahead and, you know, talk to you guys a little bit about our experiences here at the house. And um, some of these experiences were very, you know, just minimal, basic, like just not basic, but like harmless is what i'm trying to say very harmless things a couple of these things were kind of like holy shit that was kind of scary what the fuck was that and then uh it just all culminated into this you know very heavy thing at the very end that again michelle was able to kind of help clear out of the house and uh we just wanted you guys to hear those experiences you know because you know, those are the kinds of things that we want to hear from you guys, too. And 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 just so that you guys know that, you know, that's why we're here to hear that stuff. And and it's not because, oh, we're just we want to hear these things it's because we've had these experiences, too. And, you know, we want you guys to be able to talk to us about it and and share with us and, and know that, you know, uh, you have people out there that are going through those things and you're not crazy
1: and you're not alone. Most importantly, you know, like we, we get it. We understand.
0: So, yeah, I mean, uh, if you do want to share those stories, guys, um, send us a message, email us. uh, If you have pictures that you want to send in a video, you know, to go along with those experiences, send that to us as well. Uh, you can get us, you can send us messages um, on Instagram. It's at We Believe Do You podcast. Uh, on Twitter, we're at WBDY podcast. On Facebook, we are We Believe Do You with a question mark. Uh, our YouTube channel is also We Believe Do You, and we have a link on the Facebook. And our email address is We Believe Do You at gmail.com. So, um, if you want to go ahead and send us that we'd really appreciate it because we believe
1: do you